Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast. A brief look into things I find interesting, and I hope you do too. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, master of Tai Chi, drinker of chai tea, and writer for Wings Chop Movie Magazine. Recently, it was announced that the decidedly anti-entertainment conglomerate known as Warner Brothers Discovery had scrapped yet another completed film from its release schedule. In 2022, it was the DC film Batgirl and an animated Scooby-Doo Christmas movie that got the axe from Warner's head honcho, David Zaslov. The movie is Coyote vs. Acme, and was based on, of all things, a satirical article that appeared in a 1990 New Yorker magazine. The article, framed as an official court document, details a lawsuit against the fictional Acme Company filed by one Mr. Wild E. Coyote, super genius. The imaginary lawsuit checks off each and every one of the coyote's mishaps involving using Acme products to capture and or kill his nemesis, the Roadrunner. Now, these products include Acme rocket skates, Acme self-guided aerial bombs, Acme little giant firecrackers, and of course, the Acme spring-powered shoes. Now, the coyote is seeking both punitive and actual damages in the sum of $38 million. Now, of course, the article is a fun bit of fluff trying to bring the cartoon antics of the coyote into the real world. So in this film, we have Wiley Coyote hiring an attorney and suing Acme Company for damages. Now, keep in mind that this is no cheap knockoff of Space Jam or anything like that. There's some serious talent here. The cast includes John Cena, Will Forte, and the writers include new DC Studios head and Guardians of the Galaxy director, James Gunn. And now the proverbial anvil has come down on Coyote vs. Acme. By all indications, it should have been a triumphant return to form for Warner's prized intellectual property of Looney Tunes. You know, the cartoons that have been around since, oh, I don't know, the 1930s? Surpassed only by perhaps Disney and the sheer number of iconic characters, the Looney Tunes gang has been a presence in American culture by way of cartoon shorts, feature-length movies, television series, and of course, lots and lots of marketing. A, B, C, delicious, E, F, G, G. I'm crazy about post-alphabets. What's a pitch, rabbit? The greatest news in sports, Sam. There's 200 free baseball trading cards on post-cereals. Carnation, you mean like on post-alphabets? Yeah, and on nine other post-cereals like Sugar Crisp, Post Toasties, and Grape Nuts Flakes. See? Six free trading cards right on the back of the package. Hey, 
This here one's Mickey Mantle. Right, Doc. You get 200 different top baseball stars in color. Kids, these cards are fun to trade and keep. They've even got every player's batting record. So, start your day a little bit better with a little bit better cereal. Fresh from post. trading cards with post cereals. I'm Bugs about them. Hurry, folks. Step right up. Shoot a duck and win a jar of natural orange flavor Tang. It's the new improved Tang that tastes better than ever. Boy, I like instant Tang, but I hate the idea of shooting a relative. Just shoot one little duck, duck, and get this big jar of Tang. Tang? Goodbye, Auntie. You missed. But you can't miss with Tang. And if you really want Tang at its best, make up a pitcher full and cool it off in the refrigerator overnight. Great for breakfast or any thirsty old time. Mm. Just gotta win some of that Tang. Okay, Aunt Duck, hold still. Why, you miserable Tangster? Now wait, I was just kidding. March! Step right up, folks. Hit the rabbit and win a big jar of Tang. <laughs> it's a living, but I get all the Tang I want. I hope you do, too. Characters like Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, and yes, even the somewhat problematic Speedy Gonzalez have shaped the comic sensibilities of generations of unsupervised children and adults alike. So, can anyone please tell me why Warner spent $70 million to make a live-action-slash-animated movie, one that, by the way, got very good audience test scores, and decided to just not release it at all. And all this after Warner scored its biggest hit movie ever with Barbie and its $1.4 billion at the box office. Apparently, the Brainiacs at the top didn't think Coyote vs. Acme was worth trying to either release theatrically or even put it on their Max streaming service. So in a moment of monumental stupidity, Warners took a tax write-off of $30 million on the film. On November 9th, the studio released a total BS statement to the press. With the relaunch of Warner Brothers Pictures Animation in June, the studio has shifted its global strategy to focus on theatrical releases, said a Warner Brothers spokesperson. With this new direction, we have made the difficult decision not to move forward with Coyote vs. Acme. We have tremendous respect for the filmmakers, casts, and crew, and are grateful for their contributions to the film. Oh, how nice of them. So I guess that's that, right? I mean, I suppose it would have been if the internet hadn't lost its collective minds over the news. From those who work in the entertainment industry to others who were just excited to see the finished film, social media outrage exploded and harsh criticism was leveled at Warner's and especially head David Zaslav. Backlash came from all corners. The film's director, David Green, tweeted, I am beyond proud of the final product and beyond devastated 
by Warner Brothers' decision. But in the spirit of Wild E. Coyote, resilience and persistence win the day. As it turns out, he may just be right. Warner Brothers Discovery has reversed its decision on Coyote vs. Acme, deciding not to shelve the film. The studio will now allow director Dave Green to shop his live-action and animated hybrid movie starring John Cena to other potential buyers instead of shelving the project for a tax write-off. The move comes days after The Hollywood Reporter broke the news that the project would become Warner's third already shot film to get shelved after previously nixing nearly completed projects Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt in August of 2022. Days after the announcement, Warner Brothers will let the Coyote vs. Acme filmmakers shop the film around to other potential distributors. Apparently, the outcry made its way from social media to the boardroom at Warner's. And according to industry sources, there were some heated exchanges between the studio and legal counsel representing both the stars and the filmmakers. So, right now, the film is being shown to several streamers, including Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Apple. The right bidder may bring this film to audiences after all. But that might not be Warner's only problem concerning Coyote vs. Acme. They have a real legal issue looming above them. Members of Congress are calling for an FTC and Justice Department investigation into Warner's practice of scrapping movies for a tax write-off, calling the practice predatory and anti-competitive. Hmm. Maybe we'll even get to see Wiley e. Coyote take the stand in a congressional hearing. I'd pay to see that in a the theater. Hopefully this fiasco will accomplish two things. First, getting Coyote vs. Acme out there where fans, both old and new, can enjoy it. And second, making it clear to any and all movie studio heads that their job is, first and foremost, to entertain, not play a never-ending round of accounting Tetris. As one Walter Elias Disney once said, quote, I don't make pictures just to make money. I make money to make more pictures, end quote. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes available on almost all podcast providers and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. If you like what you hear, write us a review. We'd love to know what you think. Or drop us a line at the Deep Dive Podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those and our awesome t-shirt store in the bio of our Instagram page. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Microcast is part of the Deep Dive Podcast family and a production of Automaton Studios.